Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. guys, this is Jill and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Kings podcast. Light the beam. Holy crap, guys. What did we just see yesterday? Um, I'm still kind of at a loss for words and I've watched the fourth quarter and double overtime probably three or four times now. Just, I mean, crazy, 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 crazy. So since um, we were last on last week, I took my nephew to his first game uh, against the Blazers after the All-Star break. And so for anyone that follows me on Twitter, that was that game was basically three years in the making. We were set to go to a game in 2020. We would have been five then. Um, But with COVID, right, things shut down. And so. We'd been waiting and with school, you know, and extracurricular activities and all that stuff. We were finally able to do it. We had it set for the Blazers and he was so excited. He got his jersey, got his hat. Um, I mean, he was just in on everything and he just wanted to chant like the beam and see the beam and he got to do it. And he's already asking when's the next game. And then after the Clippers game yesterday... He was sending me texts. Oh my gosh, Beanie, they beat the Clippers. And so, I mean, it's, you're seeing a whole new uh, generation of fans, right? Uh, getting excited and all his little friends in school are Warriors fans. And so, you know, he has stayed true. And um, I was just so happy he got to see it. And I got to experience that with them because he's my youngest nephew. And I got to do that with my older ones. Um, but they were lucky enough to, when they were little, they got to see, you know, the golden years with me. And then they also got to see the worst of it. And so, um, I'm happy that this little guy is, is young enough to kind of see this and hopefully he gets to see, uh, many years of, of good basketball compared to, um, you know, what we've kind of all witnessed the, the up and down, um, but just super exciting there. And then we get last night's game and it's. I've seen some. I really want to say it's the best game I've ever seen just because it's probably the most impressive. But I I also right saw the bit baby game winner and all those kind of things. And so I feel like I've seen some of the, the best games and the worst games. But I mean, this game is easily, easily top three. Um, it's, it's one or two it's up there. I mean, just because from a skill set, I don't know if I've ever seen anything more impressive and, you know, people are talking about, oh, the lack of defense and all that stuff. Guys were playing defense. It was just, people were that good on offense. I mean, 
even rewatching it, there's hands right in guys' faces and they're just knocking them down. And that's when you have to tip your cap to them because it's just that damn impressive. I mean, it's, you know, outside of, you know, you're not going to try and hurt someone. Um, but it was, you know, they were double teaming, they were doing different things and guys were just hitting their shots. And so, I mean, it was, yeah, it it was wild. It was impressive. And, you know, shame on ESPN. They could have flexed that game in there and they did not. And, you know, they, they lost out uh, on seeing one of the best games in NBA history. So pretty cool to, to be on the receiving end of a win there. And, you know, when they were, we've said this before, this team, right. They don't stop fighting. And that seems to be, we, I talked about this last week with Trevor and Meg that this team just doesn't give up. And I mean, I, I was worried, right. They were down what between 11 and 14 with like three minutes to go. And I was like, okay, this is where the Clippers, right. Are going to, are going to Clipper, you know, that's usually what happens. And so. This team once again showed that doesn't matter who they're playing. They're going to keep fighting, win or lose, and, you know, they're they're going to show up. And so um, something that's interesting is for the Kings, right, in the second half of a basketball game, their offensive rating, they are second in the league. So in the second, you know, we get on them about slow starts and stuff like this, but this is where they make up for it in the second half, right? And we're used to Kings teams not being good in the second half, right? Especially in the third, but the second half, they are second in offensive rating and 14th in defensive rating. And what do we know what that 14th is? Average, baby, average. That is a good, solid number. Now in the fourth quarter alone, Again, they're second in offensive rating. Seventh, I repeat, seventh in defensive rating in the fourth quarter. This team is clutch. They show up in the fourth quarter. You know, we've all said this at times. Oh, man, why is Brown not sitting, you know, the starters? Why are they still in here when, you know, because again, we still we still have to wrap our minds around, uh, you know, 15, 20, 25 point games mean nothing in a short term of span at this point because of how fast teams have scored, let alone the Kings. This is why Brown does not pull these guys because you just saw last night against one of the best teams in the league, the Clippers. Yes, they are, they when they are healthy, they are one of the best teams in the league that the Kings made up. 14 point difference in a three minute span. That's why he keeps those guys in the game. Second offensive rating, seventh defensive rating. They show up. And again, Fox clutch shows up last night. Monk clutch showed up. Sabonis, screw you, Tony brothers tried to screw us out of the game. Didn't happen, but Again, just he's on the wrong side of whistles and it gets frustrating. But you know what? Everybody stepped up. Metu stepped up. Lyle stepped up. Keegan Murray was in there for all those clutch minutes, stepped up. 
Herder when he was in did what he was supposed to do. Davion in and out did what he was supposed to do. Terrence Davis, when he played, did what he was supposed to do. Again, we're seeing everybody buy into their role and do it. And this is something that I was re-watching those bench reactions. And when you look at this bench compared to last, you know, the last couple of years, that bench was on their feet almost the whole end of the fourth quarter all the way through the second overtime. They for sure were up on their feet the whole second overtime. The end of the the end of regulation, they were on their feet. I'm, I can't really remember about the first overtime. They very well could have been um, on their feet for parts of it. But you saw nobody pouting, nobody complaining about being on the bench, not being out there. It was we over me. They're all in. That was right. The contract that Brown said that they signed at the beginning of the year. All in. It is we over me. And you can see every single person has bought into that. And I thank them for that because it makes it so enjoyable for us to watch and not worry about the stupid drama that has, you know, nothing to do with anything. And it's just damn enjoyable. And then you see them celebrating with each other all the way from the bench to the front row of coaches, to the second line coaches. I mean, just everywhere. Now, we got some news after the game as well, right? KZ Akpala was waived. We found out he's going to have season-ending knee surgery. I really feel for that kid. He was trying to find his way back on a roster. But I will say that I don't think there's any kind of sour in a relationship there that if he can get healthy, if he can get healthy, I do think there is room for that same kind of, you know, that, uh, you know, vet minimum one year, you know, the partial guarantees that that deal can be available next year. If both parties, you know, are agreeable to it, I do think that there can be a way back to that because had there been no injury, I'm not sure if they would have waived or not. Honestly, we have no idea because he's been hurt for a little bit. So we just we don't know. But I do think that there's very much scenarios where if they if both parties wanted to very much, you could have that same kind of deal signed again next year. I'm super excited for PJ Dozier getting his shot back. Um, he was right. We know he was set to be a lock in that Nuggets rotation prior to going out with his injury. And so, again, super excited to see a guy come back from injury, get his shot again, you know, and and I wish that same for for KZ. So PJ has been lighting it up in the G League. He's shooting 39% from three on eight shot attempts per game in the G League. I think six rebounds, four assists, 1.3 steals. The guy can play an emergency point guard through small forward. So again, it's you're putting it on your bench similar to KZ and he's there and he can play an emergency one through three. Awesome. He's young again. So right. If it ends up working out, then, you know, you're, kind of auditioning yourself for maybe a, a future a future spot. But we do know one thing with this team is anything they were doing, it was going to be for this year only and had nothing to do for next year's roster. So again, this is 
this is a shot for for PJ to prove himself to not only the Kings but the rest of the league. I I really have no idea if he's ever actually going to see the floor, but what this does make him is is playoff eligible. And again, like I said, he played in the playoffs for the the Nuggets. So again, you're getting somebody younger, but you are getting someone who's had that experience with a good team, right? I know we mentioned Will Barton and some other, you know, players like that. I don't know if that's still opportunity, but this to me, yes, he's obviously nowhere near as seasoned as Will Barton, but it's a guy who was in that same situation as Barton in Denver. Um, he just ended up unfortunately going down with injury. Otherwise, he would have really been on the same kind of tra- trajectory with that team uh with Barton. So, and he's very much was known as a defensive uh first over offense, but we've seen his offensive game improve and again, he's only 26, so you're going to be seeing guys improve in multiple areas of their game. So, uh, it's someone who's familiar with them, right? He had the two 10-day contracts with them. So, again, congrats to him. Now, what we're going to do is on the pod, I've been um, every the last couple of episodes, I've said going forward, we're going to be doing those um, breakdown of the magic number trackers, right? And so, Cliff. Thank you on Twitter has been updating these every night. And so we don't have tonight's um, set yet, but I do think all based on the current score, at least the last I saw uh, the Pelicans were down. So I might be able to adjust their numbers from what we go. But as of last night, right? So our whole thing was the Kings to finish the season, right? Just go 500, go 500 at worst, and you give yourself a really good shot. So he has been tracking this. And so right now there are 23 games remaining. He's actually edited it to, they just went 10 and 13. What would happen? So here's what we have. So yes. So if you have them going 10 and 13, which is 44 wins below everything. This is what all the other teams have to do to pass the Kings, right? The Suns would need to go 11 and 10. Very doable for the Suns, I think. Clippers, 11 and 9. Again, very doable. Mavs, 12 and 9. I'm sure, I mean, it's... They're... they're hit and miss right now with their stuff with, with health and like everybody else, but I'm... I think they could probably do it. But again, that's if the Kings go 10 and 13, right? If you jump those numbers up, then again, those teams have to win more and then lose more. But this is more so to, again, show them staying in the top six. So that would, again, the things, that stuff, those records happening would keep the Kings at six right now. So the Pelicans, if the Kings went 10 and 13 to finish the year, the Pelicans would have to go 14 and 8. The Warriors would have to go 14 and 8. The Wolves would have to go 13 and 7. The Jazz would have to go 14 and 7. Thunder, 16 and 7. Blazers, 16 and 7. Lakers, 16 and 6. And again, that is just if the Kings go under 500 the rest of the year 
and go 10 and 13. Now, if the Kings went 11 and 12 to finish the year, Suns would have to go 12 and 9. Clippers would have to go 12 and 8. Mavs would have to go 13 and 8. Again, this is just to pass the Kings. Now, to knock the Kings down into the play-in, the Pelicans would have to go 15 and 7. Warriors would have to go 15 and 7. Wolves would have to go 14 and 6. Jazz, 15 and 6. Thunder, 17 and 6. Blazers, 17 and 6. And the Lakers, 17 and 5. So again, take care of your business, right? And as of last week, right, what I said when they had 25 games left, 15 out of those 25 were from teams who were below them. So, right, take care of business. Now it's 13 out of those 23 games because they won against the Blazers and they won against the Clippers, right? So they helped themselves. Again, take care of yourself and then you don't have to worry about anybody else. So again, so 13 of the remaining 23 games are from teams who are directly below you in the Western Conference. Handle your business and you write your top succeed, your playoffs. Again, so we have OKC tomorrow. We know Shy's not playing, so still not going to be easy. OKC's playing really well, and they're very much in the play-in race. So, right, those kids are fighting for something. And, but again, take care of your business. Do what you need to do. And as we always say, go Kings. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.